0: You're listening to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for the modern mystic woman, where we explore topics on spirituality, female empowerment, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nixie Marie, and I will be here with you every Tuesday to sit together and rise, feel the energy of the sacred feminine, and explore what it means to be a goddess. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, beautiful goddesses. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective podcast. I am super excited today because we have a fairy sister on the show. We have Karen Kay. Welcome, love. Hello. (laughs) You guys, we get to talk to a real-life fairy today on the show. It's really (laughs) exciting because a lot of the audience knows that I'm... A fairy myself so it's really beautiful to be able to connect with someone who's made it like her life's work which is awesome. So Karen is actually a former BBC News editor who now loves to work with the fairies, angels, unicorns and mermaids. She is known as the fairy lady and she's also a certified fairyologist and writer. Founded the Three Wishes Fairy Festival, the UK's first award-winning fairy festival with overnight camping and live music stages. So awesome, Karen. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today.
0: Yeah. And you, she's just wearing like this beautiful, sparkly, glittery. I, I mean, anything sparkly, fairies now, it totally catches our <laughs> attention, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. If it glitters, then I need it. Although it has to be said, um, biodegradable glitter now for any makeup glitter uh, because of the plastic particles but that's a whole nother story but yeah maybe we'll get into that later I do love <laughs> myself some face glitter um so
0: tell us about I love that you came from such a you know BBC news editor and then now you're just I'm this is me I'm a fairy you know
1: like what was that like um it was interesting because Obviously, they're two very, very different worlds and, uh, oh, how do I, I can't, it just seems like another lifetime to be honest, but I felt at the time I wanted to get into journalism because I felt that there was so much negativity coming out through the media and I wanted to get inside the box, inside the radio and put some light out and that was my naive um mission at the time so i put myself through as a postgraduate um student in a luckily the best journalism school was just down the road from me where i live in cornwall so that was really good and i really you know i had to learn media law and all of these things because i knew that i had to do that and i got a job straight away and as i said i was working in the bbc And um, I really enjoyed it, actually. I really, really enjoyed it. And I made lots of friends and they're still my friends now. But it just became apparent as time went on that it it wasn't fully for me. You know, I, 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 I was confused because I literally woke up one day and I thought, I can't do it anymore. And I said to my partner, Michael, I can't do it. And he said, but you've worked so hard to get into this position. And I said, yeah, I know. But I literally, you know, when you get that really strong feeling in your gut and you just know that if you continue with something, you're just going to end up suffering.
2: Mm. And um,
1: so I made that decision and they were very understanding. And I think at the time I was working um, as a, not freelance, but temporary. So I, I wasn't really letting people down majorly uh and yeah and um I kind of thought what was all that about why did I go through all of that and I realized that I needed a lot of those skills for the work that I was going to be doing that I wasn't sure I literally took that empty-handed leap into the voyage you know where you just know that that's not right but you don't know where you're going but you have to leap and just trust that you'll literally find your wings you know which I did <laughs> and uh, yeah and um I I kind of got some offers to do some writing for some environmental magazines and things like this and then I can't even remember because it seems like it's ages ago when it all happened. Um, How long was it? Well we're going back to, oh gosh, I know this is not a good memory but I remember I was at the BBC when 9-11 happened and I can't remember what Year that was now—it's just a big blur. But I was working there then, so we're going that far back. Um, and then slowly, after I ended all of you know working at the BBC, the fairy stuff started coming in more, and I was getting well for the festival, for example. I just had this voice; it wasn't my own voice. We we all know the sound of our own voice, whether it's praising us or criticizing us or whatever it is it was a different voice. And it said, you must organize a fairy festival. It must be at midsummer." And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, what, why was that voice? It was telepathically, but it was not my voice. And uh, I'd been organizing events for charity, kind of mind body spirit type events just on a very small scale, but I'd got quite a good reputation. And, and I said to this voice, well, how can I announce a festival that I, I don't know when it is? I don't know where it is. And the voice just said to me, trust, announce, and it will all come together. And I thought, "Mm, okay, (laughs) being me, I said yes. (laughs) And I announced it to all of my, at the time, followers and things like that, and just said that there was gonna be a festival and it was going to be in Cornwall. And it was gonna be around the time of midsummer. That was all I knew. And then within a couple of weeks, Uh, things unfolded and I met somebody who owned some land and I spoke to them about my festival and they really liked the idea and actually uh, the first one was in 2007 so it's quite a while ago Um, but the person who agreed to that he moved um, from that property but he's now working with us as our festival manager so we've continued that relationship he said at the time when he saw me he said I thought you was a bit bonkers but I thought it was a good (laughs) idea (laughs) so um yeah so that's how that started and what is that quote it's like those who
0: think that they can change the world usually will the crazy ones who think they can change the world usually do right
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and he he was really Great. I mean, he's, you know, quite a kind of, I don't like the word straight, but you know, not, he wasn't a fairy person, let's put it that way. But he was really receptive to my ideas and he helped me to manifest it because at the time I was completely green I didn't know anything about organizing a festival, you know, a proper one outdoors with music stage and camping and stuff. So he really kind of held my hand through that and that manifested. So that was really good. And also around that time, it was when I realized that there was a community of people, a lot of them hiding in little rocks, <laughs> you know, they
2: basically, right.
1: <laughs> yeah and they came out and they were like oh we're so glad there's something like this because I don't think there was anything going on like that in the UK at that time I had heard about festivals in America but I'd never been um so I was just kind of making it up as I went along following my instinct and and the guidance that I was getting because it felt good it felt right in my heart so I yeah. followed it and um and then I started a, a magazine for fairies called Fay Magazine which is still going now. And that is like a community magazine. Um, It's like a lifestyle, fairy lifestyle magazine. So it's got fashion, it's got folklore, it's got stories, meditations, all sorts of things, Mm -hmm. fairy news and events, like a proper magazine, but for fairy people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I realised when I started the magazine that that is where, why I... I had these skills you know from my journalism it really helped me a lot and it gave me a perspective so I could see both sides of um of the equation so when I was talking to people I understood how to talk to them from a media point of view so all of those uh, skills really did come into being and it all made sense it all clicked and and I've been kind of doing that ever since really and I'm very happy.
0: Wow, that's so amazing. I love hearing just my favorite part about like this lifetime is that we are really embracing that we can do just about anything and make a, a career out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. When you follow your heart this is my belief and a lot of other people probably people that are listening to this show when you follow your heart your joy can is your passion can become your lifestyle and when you follow your joy the abundance just naturally follows and and the business side of things it didn't none of this started as a business it just started as my passion and I had to follow it I almost didn't have a choice and I thought you know what I yes I do believe in reincarnation but I'm in this body now and I want to make the most of this life and I don't want to end up doing something that is not filling my heart with joy so as soon as I trusted and opened up to this it all just fell together and and now it it is a business but it but that's just a byproduct of following my passion and um and the abundance is flowing from that as well beautiful so how long have you been how
0: long have you been on this journey? Was it I know I asked when you were in BBC but was it um you know did you just sort of sort of start working in the fairy realm and then it became a business like how long have you been a business of of, of a fairy the fairy lady <laughs>
1: um, I, well the the fairy lady only came around about in the last few years, and that was literally because I was in a supermarket and there was a I was just doing my shopping and there was a little girl and, and she said, mummy, mummy, look, it's the fairy lady. And I looked around to see a fairy lady. I was like, oh, there's a fairy lady. And I was looking around and she was pointing at me. And I was like, why is she pointing at me? Um, it could be because I had like sparkles in my hair and <laughs> and maybe I looked a little bit <laughs> like a fairy. But I thought, I like that. I, it had a really uh-huh. nice ring to it. And it came from such an innocent place. I mean, this little girl didn't contrive that. She just instinctively said that and thought that that's who I was. And I thought, well, maybe that is who I am. And it happened again, like another little girl did it. In, I think it was a different occasion. So it kind of reaffirmed it. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to kind of have that as my little tagline. And yeah, I think there are many fairy ladies. Um, And I am the fairy lady at the moment of, you know, but I think there are lots of fairy ladies out there (laughs) and fairy fairy men. (laughs) Absolutely. So I know that you had talked about, I've
0: seen you say that fairies are real and you've seen them. So kind of explain for, for anybody out there who, you know, I works with the realms of fairies, but doesn't understand like, how do, how do they connect with fairies and are they real?
1: Yeah. Well, I obviously I can only speak from my own personal belief and and it's actually not a belief it's a knowing and I don't want that to sound arrogant from my own experience yes fairies are real they're very very real every single thing that grows every plant every flower every tree has a fairy guardian with it and sometimes you can see them Uh, they are wary of humanity and that's quite understandable by the way present company and listeners excluded but you know a lot of people do not treat the planet with a lot of respect and they'll chop down trees you know willy-nilly and they'll just do stuff to nature without the respect and all the fracking business as well which is another thing but anyway so um so there are fairies and they're guardians of everything that grows they don't always come forward to humanity because, like I said, they're quite wary. But if you live a life of example in the sense of you are respectful to nature and you pick up your litter and maybe you have organic stuff or you know, just basic normal things really, um fairies will you'll be on their radar or their fairy dar and they'll kind of scan you and especially if you're out in nature, but it can happen in your own home, they will come closer to you and they can show themselves to you if they want to. And if they feel that you'll be receptive to it, because a lot of people see fairies and they dismiss it as a trick of light or something like this. Now I usually perceive them as points of light Mm -hmm. um, in various colors and I see them with people sometimes and they're different from angel lights and orbs, which you also hear about. They, the fairies are more like I describe them as like fizzy champagne energy, like very bubbly and vibrant and sparkling. And, and they literally just dart around and they're very tiny, the lights, and they're all different colours. And I don't know what the colours mean, but I just... Feel a sense of joy when I see them. Mm. Um, I have seen a fairy with wings and everything, and that was a real surprise to me because I I wasn't planning on it, I wasn't expecting to see a fairy. Um, I was uh, driving along in my car uh, along a road that's near to me where I live, and there's lots of trees on the horizon, and I remember. I was concentrating on my driving. I hadn't been drinking. I you know, was very sober and my eyes were drawn off to the side and to what I thought was giant legs, like two giant knees, legs with big knees and they were really tall. And I thought, what is that? And I, I looked again and it was still there and it was this huge tree over in the distance. And there was a gigantic fairy standing next to the tree and her knees literally came right up to the trunk. And it, it, this all happened so quickly because bear in mind I was driving and this was kind of getting closer to me and I obviously had to concentrate on driving, but it really threw me because I'd always believed that fairies were little beings like tiny little fairies and cutesy little <laughs> things. And this fairy was a big fairy. She had, it was female and she had like um beautiful wings and i was so shocked because i did not know that trees had fairies at the time but it makes total sense and it makes total sense in retrospect that she would be as tall as the tree if you're the guardian of a tree you're going to be big like the tree that's the mm-hmm. spirit of the tree so um yeah i that's one occasion there's there's a few other little stories but yeah so I've seen them and I usually perceive them as points of light. And I'm sure that one touched my nose in the night the other day, the other night when I was asleep. And it really scared me because um, when I'm asleep, literally someone touched my nose my partner's not here at the moment. So nobody was in the flat and my front door was locked. And somebody just like touched my nose and I knew it was a fairy because I felt a kind of really cheeky energy and I just said, No, <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. I wasn't ready to have like a a physical fairy experience in the middle of the night. I wasn't ready for that. They're
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, is she ready? You know, I, I just had this whole visual while you were explaining all of it. I mean, I'm a very visual person, so yes. and I I can see a lot of the um the just you took me down a hole like a like a children's novels almost, you know, and, uh, I just, I felt that, that cutesiness that, Ooh, is she ready, you know, ready to see us. And, um, but you know, I think there's, there's oftentimes working within these realms that we, we do get to have the power in what we choose to fight in and, and, and not because when we're so blasted open, oftentimes it can be a little overwhelming, I think. And that's what causes like physical anxiety and all these other things that, um, we're, we're kind of managing, so, wow, that's so amazing. I, I'm i I'm not surprised at all, though. You know, you can <laughs> hopefully work with it. And, you know, it's funny because actually our uh, Lauren, who's our community outreach goddess, she's going to love this because she actually was one of the catalysts for me to really connect to the fairy realms. And so she was really excited mm-hmm. that you're coming on. And she told me once when we were up in San Francisco together – I didn't really care a lot about the environment. I was very disconnected before my big awakening. You know, I just was very dis, dis, just didn't really have any grounded connection to the earth, didn't care about a lot. And she was picking up trash at this museum we were at. And I, I didn't really, I just kind of mocked at her like, oh, somebody else will pick it up. Like so entitled, you know? And she said, you know, if you pick up trash, you'll, you'll see the fairies and it did shift me a little bit. And that was in that moment that, you know, I think it's really powerful when we stand in that in the, and how much she really shifted my eyes on, oh, well, that that sounds cool. Like, I wanna see the fairies. And so um, now it really, I mean, gosh, my life is total zero to 60 from there. But, <laughs> um, you know, I actually, I love that you brought the environment up because it's giving me more clarity of why certain, like I've, I've been on a certain path with the fairies and how they're working through me and how they're, they're very elemental spirits. So that, that's that's my understanding that they really want to, you know, protect the like environmental protectors. And I love how you said guardian. So that's,
1: you know, such a beautiful, so so much magic is right in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's so, so magical when you fully open to to them really and and it you know they've had a lot of bad press in the past as well and uh, and I think like people you get nice people and not so nice people and it's the same with fairies you know that they do have egos not exactly in the same way as us Mm. but but they're not like an angelic being, although there is a connection and and fairies can ascend too, which is a whole nother story, which I find quite fascinating, but it, it is about the earth. We're on the earth. We can still be spiritual and develop spiritually on the earth, but it's really important to be grounded. And part of that connection to the earth is the fairies that they're there. They're, you know, call them what, some people like would say elementals or whatever you want to call them they're there they're spirits of the land and they're helping everything to grow and they really can't understand why we do not give as enough respect to the land you know like at the moment it's really hot everywhere and and that's kind of a fluke because it's happening everywhere and people are saying it's climate change there's so many things that we can do scientifically I'm not going to get into that now but there is there is so much that we can do to avert these types of um, crazy weathers that we're having as well and again that's what are some of
0: the things that we can do i'm all about like solution i'm kind of okay so let's go
1: there a few things that we can do is stop eating meat because the amount of um, methane that's produced from cattle and, you know, say cattle, they're cows, they're living beings, from the animals that that are being grown for food, for human consumption, for a start, on a practical level, I'm trying to take my heart out of it, but I actually can't, Um, on a purely practical level, they are producing, like, so much methane that is affecting the ozone layer, which does increase climate change so if you cut meat out of your diet grains still have to be grown for those animals to eat so you just cut out the middle man or the animals and just grow the grain and you can feed the world it it sounds kind of quite simplistic but i really believe that the answer is very simple i don't think that the whatever whoever created this whether you want to say the source the goddess god whatever you want to name it whatever you want to label it would not have created this amazing planet it's miraculous we're miraculous and then have a really complex solution to problems no it will be simple and Mm -hmm. it really is quite simple i believe and it's just being conscious like you said when you know Uh, Lauren was saying, pick up the litter and you'll see a fairy. And your initial response was, oh, but a lot of people don't want to pick up litter. I'm, I'm fortunate with my sons, they're big men now, but when they were little, I always used to say, put your litter in your pocket, bring it home, put it in the bin. And they just did it automatically because I really pulled them up about it. And as parents, it's important to teach your children to do that. It starts at home. Um, And also in schools and things like that. And just by example, people, rather than preach at people, because people can't bear that being told what to do, but if they see somebody who they admire or somebody they respect like oh they're picking up their litter oh they're not eating meat but they're not preaching about it that sort of thing then people will listen um the festival that i do is a vegetarian and vegan festival we are in the process of wanting to make it fully vegan but it you know we, we've we never had any animal product like meat or fish sold at our event and uh, a few people grumbled about it but the people that grumbled about it in the beginning privately message me and say you know what we love the food at your festival and we've been vegan for six months and things like this I get these messages and they say we really like it because you're, you don't preach about it you just show us what's available mm. and they've taken yeah. that up themselves and it's such a good feeling to think oh, I've saved some more lives and you know it's and it's healthier as well um it is healthy and I believe that that does go with connecting with fairies because they also connect very strongly with animals especially animals of the land but also birds you know they they connect with them so um i don't think they want to see them being hurt and and if we all look after (laughs) after our fellow beings whether they are animals or human or whatever they are living beings then i think there could be a lot of changes and I think it's going to have to happen really Mm. Uh, because there are now physical things happening on the planet that everybody's going whoa what is going on can I affect this can I make a difference and there's a lot of very young people coming up now who seem wise beyond their years coming up with these amazing solutions to harness more power you know nature's power of the ocean the wind solar power that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and i think it's important to listen to the young people you know the really young people as they're coming up because they're coming they're quite close to source. They haven't been away from source for that long. They've come onto this planet and they have wisdom to share. And I think listening to them is a good idea. And they connect very easily with fairies too, because they don't question it. It's not like, Hey, what's this? What have I just seen? And, you know, like with as adults, we kind of tend to rationalize things and we want to know why, what, who. but children will just trust. So it's getting back in in contact with our own inner child as well mhm
0: absolutely i think that's what really connects me to the fairy realms is actually coming back to my inner child and you know dancing with her playing with her and singing with her and that's what feels good to me in my body when i connect to those realms so what are some ways that other listen, our listeners here can
1: actually connect to the fairies okay so you can connect to you can connect to fairies in various ways the most obvious way would be to go outside into nature if you're able to i realize it's not possible for everybody but if you can get out into nature that is where you're going to have a, a closer connection to fairies if you find a tree that you feel drawn to You don't have to know the name of the tree or a plant or just go to somewhere that feel that resonates with you on a instinctive level and then be in that space. And if possible, try not to have any expectations except (laughs) to expect the unexpected. And that's what I always say when working with fairies is expect the unexpected. Everything is inside out, upside down, back to front and betwixt and between. So there are no real rules. Uh, So if you are able to get into that space where you're receptive with no expectations yet expecting the unexpected then you that's a good start and you could say meditate but sometimes that can put people off as well just sit and be in the space feel the space really feel it and if if it's a noisy park, then yeah put some headphones on maybe listen to some soft music or if it's a quiet space then just listen to the sounds of nature and you might find that the birds talk to you or a butterfly talks to you or because a lot of my fairy connections happen through animals and insects as well and they kind of come as almost like punctuation marks uh, or to accent something that you might be thinking about and then suddenly a a crazy looking insect will land on you and then wriggle its little antennae at you and then fly off. And you know that it's affirming something that you've just thought Mm -hmm. that that can happen too. So yeah, get out in nature, be receptive and try not to have too many expectations and nothing might happen, but nothing is good too. Because what you're doing is you're making yourself available and saying, so in your mind you could say, Hey fairies or hi fairies or high spirits of the place, whatever you, however you want to say it, I'm here. I'd love to connect with you. If you want to connect with me, I'm really open to that or say it in whatever way is right for you and then just sit and be and see what happens. As I said, nothing might happen or something might happen. It might happen later, in a few weeks you might suddenly get downloads of all these amazing ideas and inspirations because once you do connect with the fairies like what I've found is um they they're just like constantly throwing inspirations and ideas at me like hey do this hey do that and they know that more often than not I'll do it like crazy crazy ideas (laughs) um because why not if it feels right it's always worth remembering that, you know, they don't have power over you and you can like, it's like a friendship you're developing a friendship. So I think because they don't have physical bodies when they find somebody who has a physical body Mm. who can do some work, it's like, yeah, get out there, do this, you know, go and clean up the beach, go and do this, go and do that Mm. and show you're willing. So it's like meeting them halfway. So also, if you want to connect with fairies, then yes, pick up your litter. Yes, change your products that you use in your home to environmental products or organic products. Change your diet to organic and, you know, eliminate the pesticides, all the things that are harmful to the land. And you find that once you go into it, it's just like an unfolding or like an onion, like the layers of the onion just come away. And you think, oh, yeah, if I pick up litter and then, oh, yeah, if I stop using um, vegetables that don't have pesticides on and you just go on and on like this. And it's just an unfolding. There's no real. uh, I think it's different for everybody. So I could say that's the way I would say do it. And that's the way I would do it. It's very simple. It's very, very simple and it's very, very instinctive. Um, But just remember that you are always empowered and you always have the right to say no. Uh, And I would also say that when you're opening yourself in in a spiritual way, that it's a good idea to have some kind of protection, whatever that might be for you. So you can imagine like a a golden cloak or a ball of egg-shaped light or... A, a, an angel or your spirit guide that you always work with or whatever it might be. And eventually you'll, you will end up having a fairy guide as well. If you continue on this path, if it feels, if it feels right. Um, so it's really exciting and uh it is magical and it's like allowing that magic to unfold in your life. And it's mm. like the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> it really is. I, I absolutely adore how you brought up, um you know, the home and cleaning up the beaches and all these beautiful, you know, it's, it is really bringing me back to another big project that I actually, my business is this is the podcast is really like a passion project that I feel is like expanding into it career avenue and yeah. um but my my business is actually a cleaning business and we are cleaning fairies and we have a fairy logo and um, i actually make all of our products and like from home and so uh, that is how the fairies have chosen me to work with them and I so when you're that. speaking of it i'm like oh so they that really was the fairies because i've had readings and psychic readings and they will say like you have a lot of fairies around you and they're they're like they're really speaking to you in a lot of ways And um, I really feel like when I get this hit, this strong hit, I mean, I'm very connected to some of my guides, but I can tell almost the difference of what energy they're coming from.
2: Mm.
0: And right now I'm on this mission to really be mindful of the plastic that I bring into my home. And so I've been actively, you know, going to farmers markets and just taking more action around it because I've always thought about it but yeah. I've never really taken the action. And now yeah. because I've got this business and and it's as if we want to go in this direction of being zero waste, which is actually really quite easy. It's not as as hard as it seems, you know, like you yeah. say, it's this bigger calling that uh, I just feel so passionate about because it's like they want me to, the, to, to clean up the world. You know, they're just like, you know, started with the picking up the trash and then, and just making things beautiful. They love to really work through and and really shine things up, you know, and make things sparkle and it makes them really happy to see that. And so yeah. um I, I really feel like we have a very aligned mission, you know, in the in the planet yeah. and I feel like we're making harry potter life real
2: <laughs> you know, yeah you totally.
1: <laughs> that's so funny that you use harry potter as an example because i had a dream once and and it was harry harry potter themed dream and we're all on a train and one of the characters was reading my Fay magazine like my fairy magazine and i was like yeah that's totally possible you know they would read my magazine in harry potter <laughs> would. So it's almost like those worlds are merging anyway. Um Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. How wonderful what you're doing. I love that so much and yeah, cleaning cleaning up the world, reducing our plastic, that sort of thing. And there are so many amazing substitutes now. There's something um in one of the health stores near me and they you can get these little organic takeaway salads. And they're in this what looks like plastic Uh, pot thing but it's um it's what's it made of it basically just melts it's made of uh oh i wish i knew what it was called but it's totally (laughs) environmental Mm -hmm. and it just once you've used it you put it under some hot water and it just evaporates back into natural material it's oh i wish i knew the name that's not an actual wish by the way fairies but um <laughs> but yeah I, I wish I could remember that what it was maybe um, it'll come
0: back to you yeah but yeah. it's totally natural there is, there's, there's so many substitutes especially within the vegan vegetarian realms uh there's a lot of, I mean vegan food is so good now it, there's yeah. just it's taken such a expansion of amazingness and I was camping out with my um my partner a couple weeks like a couple of months ago and we had been blessed with two amazing vegan chefs next to us and they were cooking for us the oh entire weekend <laughs> and you know I actually eat meat but very I, I buy from local farmers markets and I only buy like one for the whole week or something and sometimes I you know I'm not perfect and I, I splurge a little bit but it's a, it's just lowering the consumption for me that's where I really started I started actually as vegetarian it didn't quite align for my body so I was just like I'm going to introduce it in a very minimal way but the problem with I think you know as humans is we love to overconsume and yeah. we love to yeah. take things into extremes yeah. and it really takes a lot of practice to bring in that balance you know rather than just like having a piece of meat every day for every meal which is so not necessary at all Mm -hmm. and or just starting you know small and slowly like maybe you just eat meat once a week and then you feel like I actually no longer want this meat you know so I feel like there's there's that integration that's just the way that I've seen it especially living in LA you know we're we're evolving here as well. We've got a lot of amazing vegan restaurants. We're super blessed with the food here, mm-hmm. but um, but a lot of other parts of the world, they're just waking up to those those new like ways of looking at things and how their bodies respond to it too. So I think that it's just it's just practice. It's like really how how much of an activist do you really get to be and do you want to be mm-hmm. and how much do you feel called to speak up and if not you know maybe this podcast will be a message for whoever has been thinking about it but it doesn't really know how you know I always say like start small because it's just, yeah. just like letting go of coffee or any sort of like addiction or whatever it is is yeah start small slowly lean off of it and honestly like chicken for me i can't even really eat white meat it doesn't taste good it just doesn't work with me i only eat like buffalo or something that's much more of an iron based protein mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting once you start down that path and you find all these amazing cool things like vegan cheese has taken i mean it's just gone so far like cashew cheese i could go off it's it's so yummy yeah yeah <laughs>
1: I know we're we're so lucky, like at this time to to be exploring the plant based diet mm-hmm. and um, or a plant based lifestyle because it's not a diet as such. as no, it's, it's not. Yeah, and and it's everywhere. And I remember when I first started going down this path, it was quite hard, and you'd have to check all the labels all the time. But now there are whole sections in the store that is completely vegan and and it's so good to know and also there's a thing um because i know i don't judge people for what they eat i'm just responsible for myself and i don't cast a judgment i have eaten meat in the past and that's fine i i'm fine with that um, i think that people have to do what's right for them and what is there's a thing called meat free Monday, isn't there? Like a lot of people who yeah. we bought up like meat to veg, meat to veg. That's how in the UK anyway, I'm not sure what it's like where you are, but you know, it's like, yes, you have to have meat and two portions of vegetables. And that's what everybody has at every meal. Although it is changing a lot now. And there are a lot more adverts on the TV. Um, for, for meat and i think that's because the consumption is going down and and the figures for people eating plant-based food is going up um so that's really positive as well and it, and it is like a personal thing people just will do what's right for them and evolve in in a way that is right for them uh there are extremists in in every every group you know there are people that are very extreme and will judge other other people but ultimately we we're, we're responsible for ourselves and mm-hmm. uh, we do what's right for us on a personal level i'm certainly not going to take responsibility for to try and change somebody else's habits in that way it's their choice as, as a free willed human being to do mm-hmm. whatever they want uh, but I think it is great that more people are being more receptive to to trying different things, and you know, you can survive, and it's not just a lettuce leaf. You know, there's some great food out. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> it's yeah, a bit
1: too good actually.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I know there's this place, and uh, it's called Locally, and they have this breakfast sandwich, and it's a sausage that's not meat, and this cheese that's not dairy, and it's. I mean, if that was served in a McDonald's, people would freak out. It would just totally take over the sausage McMuffin. I'm I'm yeah. serious <laughs> with that. It's so good. And it's got like chipotle cheese. It's just amazing. And you know, stuff like that. I'm all I love creating substitutes. I think that's where mm-hmm. in in the healthy dietary realms it's fun to you know get in the kitchen and and see what else you can make and not just and let like reprogram the mindset so you're not in the space of oh I'm just gonna have you know my meat my vegetables what else can you create like get creative about it that's where the yeah. creative fairies want to come in and they, they exactly. will literally guide you right
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and you can have like salads with flowers in and obviously there have to be the edible flowers there are so many you know. The you you can put in your and that is proper flower fairy food uh and it's really lovely you can do that as well especially in very hot weather it's really nice and do you um, know what flowers are edible i know some of them yeah so like um most of the natural rose petals are edible um and the i'm not sure what do you have dandelion flowers Mm -hmm. over there they're like the yellow flowers and then you blow they have seed heads so the yellow petals from the dandelion you can sprinkle those onto a salad and again if you're going to use these things it has to be like not grown with pesticides (laughs) they have to be kind of natural organically grown because otherwise you don't want to consume that horrible stuff but um so i think little pansies like tiny little what are they called I think they're called pansies or heartsey heartsees um but really check like don't use stuff <laughs> and <laughs> borage borage flowers um do you know borage like that beautiful blue blue plant uh again you can sprinkle those leaves on you can also put them in ice cubes as well and mm. they look really really pretty uh if you're having like
0: and then you just put them in water
1: yeah oh yeah. fun i love yeah. that Yeah, it's really nice. Um, There's lots of things that you can do. It's definitely worth investigating and researching. And that also, in turn, strengthens your connection with the fairies because, obviously, they're connected in that way as well. So you could even ask them, like, in your mind, like, guide me to the flowers that are right for me or the plants that are right for me. But I would always advise just checking... On Google um, or somewhere, you know, a plant identifier to make sure because you don't want to be consuming something that isn't good for you. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Some things can be quite toxic to the human, you know, humanity. So it's important to be aware of that. But there are loads of things that you can eat and consume. So, yeah, ask the fairies, they'll guide you. <laughs> Did you always know,
0: like, that were you really connected to fairies when you were younger? Or, like, did you shut it off? When did it all come back to you? Or did okay, it ever so, leave?
1: Um, I don't think it ever left. But I think at one point I did try and cut it off a bit when I was in my kind of late teenage years because I didn't think it was very cool. Um, mm-hmm. But they never went. They, they've never gone. Uh, but when I was younger and I used to live with my grandmother because my parents separated And I didn't want to live with my mum or my dad because I didn't want to upset the other one. So I went to live with my grandmother and she was really into her flowers and her garden. So I remember spending like hours and hours in the garden with her and it always used to be sunny all the time in those days all my memories is like sunshine and sitting in the garden and um, she had beautiful roses I remember the roses and she would be tending to them and and I would collect the petals from the roses and I would make perfume for fairies and it would be flower fairy perfume and I'd make it by basically just putting the petals that I'd found that had come off naturally into a jug or a pot or something and then I'd put water in and grind them all up and and then I'd leave it out for the fairies as a little offering and that's when I and that was all done very intuitively and very innocently just from a child's heart and uh yeah that's when my connection first began kind of formally where I'm I can remember having that connection and it has always been there uh but as I said when I got into late teenage years i i did i didn't think it was very cool because i thought the angels were where it was at and they were more higher vibration and the fairies were a little bit lower vibration i mm. had all these crazy ideas but the fairies didn't go anywhere anyway <laughs> they just kept with me and like yeah whatever karen go and explore these other <laughs> other realms and i am connected very much with an, the angelic as well so mm. i feel like i've got a balance uh but i'm very don't say earthbound but while I'm on this earth I will do all I can do to protect it hmm. and that is stronger because of my connection with the fairies or it could be the other way around maybe I've the I, yeah it could <laughs> who knows it's always back to front with the fairies and you also work with the unicorns as well right yeah yeah I do and they're beautiful beautiful beings Mm -hmm. because they can transcend you know they can very easily go between the angelic and fairies so it's really nice because they're very very high vibration very pure and they will only go where it's a very light energy that's the only way i can describe it really but they've started like very gently but very persistently wanting to come in to like I record a lot of, um, meditations, guided visualizations and that sort of thing. And they've started coming into those now. And I did a workshop a couple of weeks ago and, and I was leading, um, uh, meditation and, uh, and it was supposed to be a, a manifesting with a fairies workshop. But as soon as I, got into the zone and the space I just saw like loads of unicorns were around in a circle and I was like okay and for a second I thought no I'm here for this and I thought no no I've just got to go with this so I totally surrendered to that and they came in and it and they formed this um well you're very visual so I'll I'll describe it so they all came in and formed a circle around the uh the marquee that everybody was sitting in and they all put their horns up and it was like um you know like a firework sparkler do you do you know yeah, yes. what i mean and it was like that was all coming out of their horns and it all went up into a point so we were almost like in a pyramid created by unicorns and it felt so safe and it felt so strong and they were like holding this healing space and it ended up being like a healing with the unicorns um, experience. And, uh, and then one of them came forward really, really, I, I don't know if it was the leader of the unicorns or who it was, but it, it was bigger than the others. And it, like the others were holding the space for that one to come forward. And then the one that came forward, the um, unicorn horn, they just placed it like on my third eye. And on the third eye of, because they have kind of omnipresent, they put it on the third eye of everybody there. And just, it was just amazing. Really fully described, because as I'm describing it, I'm going back there and it was really hard at the time because I was experiencing this as I was sharing it with everybody and leading everybody into it. So I had to keep kind of bringing myself back into my body because i was just going off with this amazing experience um and actually at the beginning of that workshop there was a butterfly flying inside this white marquee and it just kept flying over to me and then flying away and i knew that it was a sign saying you know the fairies are aware of what you're doing and we're here because the fairies were there too it was like a circle of fairies a circle of unicorns it was like really busy in there
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a really big circle of magic
1: yeah, it was, it really was, and the unicorn energy is so beautiful and it really it, it sits really nicely with fairy energy and uh yeah it it just makes me smile when I think about it, and I didn't think I was going to be working with them as such, but they came to me so it's like okay I'm gonna go with this and it's just really lovely I love it so much I feel so blessed like really really blessed to be able to share it with people as well so nice
0: and so how did you make like create a business around this so do you offer meditations and then you have your fairy festival and what other offerings do you have
1: okay so there's some um, The magazine that I do as well, which is produced quarterly, I do that four times a year. Um, I was doing a mermaid magazine as well a few years back, but it it was just too much for me and it really took off. (laughs) But I I just didn't have enough hours in the day to be producing all these magazines so at the moment i'm just doing four fairy magazines and i'll be doing one mermaid magazine so that's a magazine business if you want to put that label on it and the festival i do that once a year but in between we also do fairy balls which is like a fairy weekend that culminates in a fairy ball in the evening and i do that in glastonbury in the uk in um also known as Avalon. Are you aware of, have you heard of Glastonbury? Yes. Like Glastonbury tour. And Mm -hmm. so we do it not on the tour. We do it in the, in the beautiful building in Glastonbury town. And we do that a couple of times a year as well. And uh, we get lots of crafts people. Imagine you're going to like a craft fair or an artisan fair. It's like that, but it's all based around fairies. So you've got all quite, some of the world's leading artists come um and show their paintings and crafts and things like that so it's really really lovely Mm. so that's that and um and then yeah I produce uh with my partner who's got a mobile recording studio so we we went to um a place called Madron Holy Well and there's a wishing tree there and we went there and we recorded Actually, my last meditation, which was a unicorn meditation, funnily enough. So we, we can go into any environment and actually record there, which is really lovely because mm. you're really bringing in the energy of that space into the recording. So I do that as well. And I'm working on a book and I'm working on some Oracle cards, but I can't say too much about those at the moment. But But I'm doing that and that's really, really exciting. Amazing.
0: I, I just love how you've turned you into your life's work. And, you know, you're such a
1: beautiful example of what is possible. Oh, thank you. And when I was, um, I w- before I met my partner, I was actually a single mother and I bought my sons up, but I knew that I didn't want to put them out to carers. You know, I wanted to be a part of them growing up. So that was another reason um, I I started organising like Mind, Body, Spirit events. And it started as like a, a charity thing. So I would be raising money for the local nursery that they would be attending and things like this. And then it just got so big, it just developed. And then the whole of the MBS events ended up transmuting into the fairy fairs that I do now. So it's been a really lovely natural organic evolution and uh and yeah with no kind of business in mind but businesses have been born through my passion and and it's been quite i don't want to say easy because it has been very challenging at times because sometimes it's just easy to get up and go and work in in the store or something it's you know i have done that in the past but now I could not be told what to do. Like, I couldn't yeah. have anybody telling me what to do, I, except my personal trainer, who I've just, um, I'm working with at the moment. Oh. <laughs> he can tell me what to do because it's got my best interest at heart. <laughs> but I don't like, I'm really like, I don't know, I'm a little bit stubborn. So, um, what's your sign? I, Are you a Taurus? I'm a Taurus. yes. With <laughs> Scorpio rising. So, that's my rocket fuel because taurians do have a tendency and i'm speaking from personal experience of really enjoying the pleasures of life and food and sensual things and and can be lazy uh but i'm really grateful for having scorpio rising because that literally gives me my rocket fuel so i have these ideas but also it means that i'm slow and steady i'm not like a fast burner Mm -hmm. i'll You know, I've been doing what I do for a long time and it's just slow, steady steps, but with a lot of passion in it as well. So, yeah, I feel I think I've been given the correct or I've incarnated at the right time with the right planets aligned. Definitely.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You highlighted a beautiful point saying, you know, it's a slow process. And I think that, you know, in this world, especially, and I don't know what you guys see over in the UK as much as we do here on Facebook and in uh, the U S but there's a lot of the, you know, creating a million dollar business, be this, you know, really big, expensive, you can offer big services as a life coach and all that. And, you know, I think my opinion, a personal opinion around it is that nothing, nothing happens that fast in mm-hmm. life. Nature doesn't happen that fast. You know, yeah. if you really go to nature and just watch how she has her seasons, how she, you know, you can't expect snow in, in summer, you just can't. And that's what I feel like this, um, some of the, the U.S., sort of energy has been kind of creating these really impulsive tendencies for people to just want something, a quick fix, a lot of impulsive tendencies. I just keep yeah. saying that cause that's what I feel. It's just, it's like yeah. everybody's needing, 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 wanting, wanting, yeah. wanting. And at yeah. the end of the day, I really believe that success happens, however you want to define success, that success Mm -hmm. happens by putting one foot in front of the other and being consistent with the passion, with the project every single day. It is Mm -hmm. not, you put it, you know, you do a little bit of work here and then it doesn't work. And so you stop and give up. It won't work. You know, you really have to tend to tend to the baby you know view yeah. your life your business whatever it may be as a baby and really tend to it you can't just give up on your baby
1: no exactly i i totally totally agree and also i feel like some of it, I th- we have a little bit of that over in the uk as well uh these kind of get rich quick schemes and pyramid selling and this sort of thing and and i think a lot of it is when you when you're just focused on on the money it's it's a little bit weird i can't really Mm. grasp that fully because money is an energy and i would always think what okay if i had all this money what would i want to manifest with that money and that's where i would be kind of visualizing and focusing on like yeah i'd like this or some organic land somewhere, some land a field somewhere where i can host my own festival and just little things um rather than get caught up in the having the money it's almost like it's replacing love or it's replacing or they try it can't be it can't replace love but it's almost like there is a void Mm. and people want think that it can be filled with this having lots of money or lots of whatever it is that they want and and actually There isn't a void. There's a beautiful space, and and it's always pregnant with possibilities, always. And we don't need to fill it with anything because we are already everything. That sounded a bit profound, didn't it? But but well, yeah. Do we need a?
0: We need to drop the mic on that one right there.
1: (laughs) Say that again. Oh God! I don't know if I can. sometimes I say stuff and I'm listening as it's coming out and I'm like what did I just say did you record it
0: did you yeah have it's, it? It? it's recording so you guys will have to just re- rewind that statement yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually I can't even remember what it was it just it was one of yeah. those you know landing moments of yeah. <laughs> something divine coming through and sharing with us something something we all needed to hear
1: yeah and i will listen again as well because i really want to hear what i said um <laughs> cuz it i think it, it affected me so much that i forgot what i said and my ego just came whoop, but yes. did i say that you know like I don't, but i don't know what it was <laughs> but it sounded like it was
0: something good <laughs> it was really good it really hit home for me I will listen to it again as well so um, okay so I have a few more questions who are coming to the end of our show now okay. and so um, I know it goes by so fast I could probably do like two hour long interviews these days I just to connect and talk for so long um, so how can everybody find
1: you Okay, so I am on social media. I've got an Instagram page, which I think is Karen K. Fairy, and that's F A I R Y. And I've got a Facebook page, and I think that's Karen K. Fairy Lady. I know they should all be the same, but this is Fairyland. So, Um, and I've got a website where everything can be found on there. So that is basically KarenK.co.uk. And I don't spell my last name with an e, so it's K A R E N K A Y. Co. dot uk, and and basically, you'll find if you just type in Karen K. faria I'll come up somewhere.
0: <laughs> She'll come up online. She might come up, you know, in your dream space. I, appear, I, I yeah. feel like you're everywhere.
1: <laughs> I won't touch anyone's nose though. In the yep. night, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, so much fun. So, uh I love to ask my guests this at the end of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. What does it
0: mean to be a goddess to you?
1: It means to fully embrace everything that you are, accept everything that you are, and to create from your heart, from your passion and not allow anything to stop that. that's all I can say, really. Hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Just be you. Yeah, just be you. Just be you. We're here as us. So be you, be you, accept you. And it's about self-acceptance as well, because we are divine beings. We're perfect with our imperfections. We are perfect. And um, we've, we're all, in fact, I was writing about this earlier. We are we're totally unique we're one of a kind no one is like you nobody is like me we are all individual and we have something really special to offer like a field full of wild flowers that is us that is the goddess mm. expressing in all that beauty all different but all beautiful equally
0: mm. would you be able to close this out with a fairy meditation yeah, I could do. How long or short? <laughs> it's a little quick, a little, little quick experience.
1: Okay, okay. Okay, so close your eyes and breathe slowly. Breathe in love, light, beautiful, loving energy. And as you breathe out release any concerns or worries of the day and again breathe in love light and good energy and release anything that is holding you down and do that one more time breathe in love light and good energy and then release anything that does not serve you in this present moment, any worries or concerns. Now, I'm going to ask the fairies, any fairies who are with us now, who wish to be known, we are receptive to meeting and connecting with you for the highest good of all. Please show yourself in a way that is enjoyable and acceptable to us if you wish to do this. And then just sit in this space. And you might get some ideas or inspirations coming through. You can write them down afterwards. and just feel this beautiful, beautiful energy. It's like sparkling champagne. It's all fizzy, it's very light. It's very joyful. It's about celebration of life. And being at peace with who you are. And that is also very attractive to the fairies and they will be more drawn to you. And I can just see all the unicorns coming in again. They wanted to be a part of this. And yeah, they're pointing their horns above us and creating a beautiful golden sparkling pyramid where anything that is not for the highest good of all will be dissolved. Anything that is not needed will be dissolved. And it leaves us in a beautiful, clear, divine healing space which is full of possibilities so if you have anything in your heart that you wish to manifest or anything that you wish to heal then put that in this healing pyramid created by the unicorns And just surrender this and really, truly let it go. You don't need to affirm it every day. Just release it now and just know your wish, your desire for the highest good of all is being heard and will manifest in the way that is right for you. It might not be in the way that you think or the way that you wish exactly, but trust that for the highest good of all concerned, your wish will be and then we say thank you to the unicorns and to the fairies for holding this space and for any angels and guides who are with you individually we say thank you to them And then you breathe back into your body and wriggle your toes. You need to do this and you need to wriggle your fingers as well and come right back into your body. And then kind of clench your fist and twist your toes. Really feel your body. Feel your bottom on your chair if you're sitting on a chair. And just be in your body. And there you go. And I would definitely recommend having a little nibble of something to eat, either fruit or a biscuit and a cup of tea as we do in the UK to really fully come into your body because it's quite heady and airy. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I went there. I had to keep coming back.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Me. Oh, I felt so good. I, I, We do often meditations on the podcast and it just felt so right for you to share. Your magic, so thank, thank you so you. much. I wasn't
1: mm. expecting to do that. You so now look
0: big golden. Big. You actually have this like silvery gold aura to you now. At least <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. It totally has oh, shifted. Wow. That is so yes. fascinating. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. All right, so ladies, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast with the beautiful Karen K, fairy god sister. I didn't want to say fairy godmother. You had this fairy godmother energy to you. And uh, so what kind of song
1: shall we leave them all with today? Oh, the song that keeps coming to me is Let It Be. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it always makes me cry because it's so simple and so beautiful and you've got mother mary coming through and i don't mean in a religious way just in a holy way divine mother divine goddess way and speaking words of wisdom let it be and i love that song so much who's the song by oh it's by the beatles i thought so yeah i almost
0: wasn't even going to ask i was going to trust my intuition and say is that the one by the beatles but
2: yes
1: my my,
0: then my judgment came up
1: (laughs) It's, but it's good to check <laughs> there could have been a punk song called let it be like, ah.
0: yeah <laughs> all right love well thank you so much again for blessing us with your fairy magic I love you sisters I hear you I see you until next time bye for now
1: bye that was my magic wand <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we just had a magic wand on the podcast you guys
0: it's getting real over here on I am goddess collective podcast